You're listening to the County Life podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. Start the podcast as ever with Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Well, Jim Gannon, thanks very much for joining us after training once again. A new signing to speak about in just a moment, but first off, let's begin where we always do and have a look back at the Alfreton game. Just, just give us your thoughts on that. Um, really pleased with the win. Um, obviously, we felt that the, the two games, the double-headed, were, were both winnable and a, a potential six point for us. So it was nice to come out of the back of those games with the six points and it's made a huge difference in league position. And I felt in both games we were worthy winners. We were saying at half-time, um, we've stopped County have looked good, they've had a lot of possession, they've had a lot of attacks, but they've only got this one goal to show for it, which is always a, an unstable lead in football. The second half, County came down and they, they, they looked so much more in control, I thought. They, they really dominated the game and ended up getting another two goals. You must have been quite pleased with that second half. Yeah, I think, I think we started off the game, naturally they, they're up for it. Um, they changed the shape, they played like a diamond with two centre-fours, so it took us a while to get to grips with that and move the ball quickly through the midfield so we bypassed the diamond. Um, I felt we got a grip of the game and got the goal. Um, and I felt that the, the game got a little bit lost, too much emotion in the game. There was the sending off, there was lots of challenges going in, there was madness going on all over the pitch, which kind of disturbed the whole flow of the game. And nobody looked in control of the game. Um, and I thought half-time came at a good time for us. We settled down. We tried to take the emotion out of the game. We tried to talk about what they'd do there. You know, they'd obviously revert to a 4-3-1-1. So we needed to get the balls down the sides. And, and, and if we got the balls down the side and got crosses in, we'd score or we'd get set plays. And, and as it proved, we, you know, um, Keane's given away another poor foul on the, their left-hand side and we put the ball in. This time we punished them with both um, the second and uh, crucial goal, really, for them. In the game, we saw both Chris Smalley and Gary Stopforth come off. Chris Smalley, in particular, looking a little bit groggy. How how is the general fitness of the squad? Well, surprisingly, we um, the, the, well, the squad's looking really good and strong at the moment. Um, you know, they're, they're they're obviously doing the work away from the club in terms of the strength training. They're all looking um, durable and resilient, and they're going from game to game looking with with good energy, which is definitely showing at start of games. Um, Lots of players are getting the minutes now and building up like Darren did and Matty Warburton and Adam Thomas got 18 minutes. So um, there was a few lads with, with an illness. Um, you know, There's lots of stuff going around at the moment and lads are picking up. So Gary Stoff, Jimmy Ball, Harry Winter were complaining about like you know sniffles and colds. And um, obviously we were a bit concerned that Jimmy was running out of energy, but he seemed to get through the game okay. So Gary is purely... Um, a tactical thing or a protection thing to, in the nature of the game, that the challenges he was making, he could have been on the yellow before the yellow, a uh, combination of fouls, he was on the yellow, and then he was still making challenges with the same disregard, really, for for his own position on the pitch. So we had to make that change quite quickly. Um, and Smalley, uh, it was a bang to the head, Not, it wasn't concussion. Um, he'd already taken a heavy blow from a poor challenge earlier in the first half, so he was carrying that, and I think... Physio decided in the context of where we were at that the safest thing is to bring him off. You know, we can't afford to have a lad taking five or six minutes to get his head around where he's at and what he's doing. So Michael Clark came on and it just left me short with other options at subs for the players we expected to retire, which was Adam Thomas and Matty Warburton. And um, so I was only really able to get one of them, them players, you know, on. So 
Um, but everybody's fine. Everybody's gone into training this week, uh, looking good. Jason's had a couple of, the only one that's missed any training with little niggles and knocks. Um, so we just have to make sure that um, that we manage him well in training, that he's um, fully fit and f- fresh to go again uh, next Saturday. As you know, every week on this show, we, we do a player of the week. And even though he didn't play the whole game, you've got to look at Chris Smalley. Two goals, one in particular, a peach of a finish from a centre-half. Yeah, but even the second one, I thought he, he acted really, really quick and, and got to the ball before the keeper, the defenders and Jason Oswell. Um, but yeah, but the, we've been working hard in training the set plays and um, we've been talking about not just the first movement, but what, what where the goals are coming from is the second movement. You know, Darren showed that against Curzon, you know, you make your first movement and then people lose you on the second one. We did the same at Brackley where, you know, Smalley's moved off his man and then the second movement, he's um, he's got a free shot. Um so it's nice that, you know, in the last four or five games, we've scored a lot of goals from corners and set plays. So it's nice that that work's paying off. Uh, the first goal in particular was uh, was well worked and then the ball came in and it was a, it was a great movement and a, a great you know, finish. And we've been, we've been talking about improving the, the strength and the condition so that of, of the likes of Clarky, Smalley, Harry Winter, Sam Walker, so that they're, they're able to do much more dynamic stuff. And I, I think that was probably a good example of something that Smalley's been able to do now that perhaps he might not have been able to do a couple of months ago. I want to speak to you about all the players in the squad that you, you just mentioned there, but first off, let's get to the bit everybody wants to talk about, the new signing amongst the ranks. Yeah, um, delighted to, to have Reese Turner back. Um, I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity for us to take him. Um, great for him to come and play football and get himself going again, but... Um, you know, when I look at our squad, I've been really, really pleased with the where we're at and the the, what the, the improvement we've seen and, uh, and the consistency that we've seen in certain players over the last six months. But to have someone like Reese available to us as well, really, if you like, uh, for want of a better expression, puts the icing on the cake, really. He seems to be a player. We're having a look over different formations and who can play where. And he seems to offer a range of positions. He's not just a seven or a nine or a ten. He's he's a little bit of everything, isn't he? Well, that, that's that's... Great in so many regards. He's, he's obviously a skilled player with um, great pace penetration. He's got a, a good leap on him so he can flick on for himself. He can get him behind. Um, the fact that he can play in so many positions is great for the, the depth and quality that he can provide. But also the fact that um, you know we can play different formations if we want to play two down the middle. Um, if we want to play three and, or if we want to play him in, in behind two. It's, you know, it, it gives us so much cover perhaps... Um, um, the other players are a bit more one-dimensional or perhaps can only play one position. Or So it's nice to have a player that can play a couple so that when, when we get into a game that we can move him around and know that we can have the same impact from him. Let's have a look at the rest of the players in the squad. Harry Winter has been getting more and more minutes on the pitch lately. I think he's, he's been looking quite good. Uh, we saw Ben McKenna come and get a few minutes in the last couple of games. This is you saying... Every player now is is important. They've got a role to play. Even though new players are coming in, there's still some playoffs to play for. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, like I said, um, the back fours worked really hard in training. Um, and look, not only are the um, you know keeping keeping the opposition at bay from open play, um, they're looking solid on set plays and, and going up the other end of the pitch and scoring as well. I mean, I don't know whether they they're given Scott Duxby the goal, but to get three goals from defenders in a game uh, is great. Um, midfield options we've got at the moment um, using Harry Winter as a base midfielder has given Jimmy Ball a new lease of life when he's shown the full range of his skills moving up and down the pitch with e- equal effect in terms of screening covering 
picking things up and then stepping forward and, and getting in around the edge of the box for shots and assists. Um, so that's a, a nice positive thing. Gary Stopfer, uh, obviously, he's just been all action for us. And, you know, we we haven't, you know, Matty Warburton's back now in the first game and they've done really, really well. Darren Stevenson's looks well over his injuries now and starting to get better and better with every game. And the same on the right with Alan Thomas. So uh, the squad's looking really good. And the only position where perhaps we don't have the real depth is that if you look at the bench and say if we had an issue with Jason, have we got another proper number nine? Um, so it's nice to have Reese in because we know that we could certainly play him down the middle as a nine or as a second nine and have, and have um, a real threat against any back four at this level. Well, talking of threats against back fours at this level, it's it's the mighty Salford coming this weekend. They are top of the league. They are favourites at the beginning of the season to, to win the league. Yeah, looking at Stockport County squad, there's got to be a level of confidence with you and, and myself and all county fans that we can really take something from this game. Yeah, we've got to give a lot of respect to Salford, what they've done this year. You know, they're at the top of the league and they're, they're several points clear. Um they brought in some really experienced players. They, they got a, a very solid system from the start, which seems to work really well for them to get them over 50 points already. Uh, I think at the moment, uh, perhaps uh, uh, you know, a change of shape, a loss of a couple of players to suspension and nil discipline has cost them in recent games. The forms dipped a little bit. Um, I think we've seen in the Brackley game where they lost 4-0 before these league defeats that they, um, they changed the squad round a little bit, so maybe the depth isn't there. But I'm sure that that's something they're going to quickly address in the next month because they've got the finances and the willpower to go out and strengthen their squad. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the team that we play on Saturday, but um, very strong outfit. Um, any, any, any points you pick up from Suffolk would be hard-earned. And um, what we'd be looking at is their recent form and trying to learn the lessons that other teams have perhaps exploited and then make sure that we... You know, we, we use our strengths and then look at what's um, what the the negative issues have been for Salford in the recent recent games and try to exploit them. It's an interesting expression you use there about learning lessons. One thing we were just talking about off air uh, a moment ago was we're getting to the stage of the season now where we're beginning to play teams we've already played, and obviously County have already been to Salford earlier in the season. What, if anything, can you learn from from the previous encounter and take into this one? Well, I think the first thing with that game, we had uh, a lot of players out injured. I mean, uh, you know, Smalley came in at the centre of the three and Small, uh, Chris Duxbury had to play left centre-back. and So we kind of had a bit of an unbalanced team. Um, I think we we tried to, tried to perhaps play a little bit in that game, which was to the benefit of the team. I felt we moved up the pitch well, perhaps didn't really get the ball on the deck at the back, uh, back three at the time in that game. Um, but as the game wore on, we looked a better side there. Uh, we just gave ourselves a mountain to climb by making naive decisions. Some players stayed in for a set play and some come out. And again, a free kick cost us and that. And, you know, if you look at our record in the last four games, we've given away, we've cost three or four goals now from penalties, which are unnecessary fouls in poor areas. Um, so we've learned, we've learned a lot of lessons. I look at our squad now um, and I write it down on a piece of paper and I think we've got a lot of players in good form, a lot of players in good confidence. Units starting to work really well together. Uh, the three midfielders are starting to play off each other well in terms of who sits, who goes and how to get back in and be make us solid without making us look negative. Um, the front three are, are all got different threats. So I think at the moment where, you know, since the Salford game, we've improved and we've grown. Um, the pressure's on Salford really in terms of maintaining that consistency because... 
the, the amount of money they put in here, they're desperate for the success. But from our, our point of view, it's a, it's a cracking game for our lads because we've shown them, if you look at the form league, uh, not the league table, if you look at the form league, we're certainly um, perhaps at the top there with the likes of uh, Boston and Kidderminster. So we're going into the game in, in good 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 heart. Um, and also, I think, um, you know, a home game, it's coming at the right time for us. You know, we've added a player, we've got uh, everybody in good form. So, cracking game there to really kick off um, the new year at Edgley Park. Just one final question. You mentioned uh, about the penalties there. Is it a worry for you that we seem to be giving away a few at the moment? Um, yeah, well, look, uh, I've watched the videos over again and they're, they're very, very soft penalties. And, you know, and, and you can be critical of the referee. Um, you know, players are making the most of things, uh, but we're seeing it every week on Match of the Day and uh, players throwing themselves to the ground and, you know, look, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's a harsh punishment for a, a nothing foul in the corner of a box to get a free shot of goal, and if it's a yard over the other side of the line, it's, uh, it's you know. But that's the that's the nature of the rules. That's why people make the most of them. Uh, it, it cost us a position in the playoffs. Um, so far, with the the penalty at Curzon in particular, costing us two points. Um, you know, the other one at Lancaster, the other one. Um, uh, Alfreton haven't cost us anything, but the only thing they've cost us is that we still haven't got that clean sheet away from home, which was such a, a platform for us last year in terms of our away record, defensive away record. But um, ultimately, uh, you know, we, we do have to learn lessons. Um, we seem to be get these little tired periods where we just have to be make sure that we're uh, sharp and clean and clever in our challenges in and around the box. And um, if we do that, then. Well, you know, be, I remember we played Salford last year. We won a lot, and one of our players, Sam Minhan, gave away a poor, poor penalty, and that cost us two points at their place. So, uh, lots of lessons to be learned. Um, it's something that I, I bang on about every week in training, about discipline, about you know not letting emotions get the better. You're maintaining your control in such uh, hot areas. We've seen that sort of experience um, and that importance of that discipline last week. And when you get a local derby and when you get uh, hotter and hotter games as the season goes on, you get into the playoffs and things get really heated, that emotional control is going to be really important. So hopefully the lads learn the lessons from the re recent weeks that have not cost us and make sure that as we go forward, it doesn't cost us any more. Well, Jim, it's a big game on Saturday. Bumper crowd expected. We're all the very best for Saturday. Thanks very much. Right, Chris, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. It's good to be back. Always. I've got a feeling it's going to be a great year. It is going to be a great year because we're going to get promoted. Uh, but first, there's some, some news hot off the press, some great news uh, for County fans. An old favourite is back, but you've got particular feelings about the way the news came out. Oh, well, let's, before we go into that, let's start on the positive and talk about Rhys Turner. What a fantastic signing. It's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic signing on the pitch because of his talent and his ability the level he's played at for, since leaving us, you know, he left Stockport County four years ago to go to Oldham, played at that level, played at Morecambe's level. So he's on the field ability to play seven, eight, well, seven, nine, ten, or eleven, any one of those positions, really, you could see him doing. So it's a fantastic acquisition, but also off the pitch, it's a feel-good factor. The fans love a homegrown talent; they love one of their own. Um, so the boy who's done good has come back. Um, it's just a it's just a good news story all the way around, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, you, you think, well, 
county have got a you know a really good strike force at the moment you know yep. a really really impressive one and just right for this start of the season to have that in bolstered and for Jim now to have an extra headache yeah. of like is is one of those things where you always think it's a negative because you use the word word headache but every manager would want that yeah you know and th- the best thing was I was speaking to Jim both on air and off air last night about the signing just as just as it was completed and I said to him be honest if the injury to Callum Mantak hadn't happened would we be sitting here talking about Reese Turner and the answer was a hundred percent definitely you don't you don't get the chance to sign Reese Turner and move along. He said Adam Thomas has come back into the squad, which is your direct replacement for Callum Mantak, who ironically was probably a, a replacement for Adam Thomas in the first place. Uh, but Reese now offers cover for all the attacking positions. Uh, and one thing we should say: this is not uh, certainly at the point of we're recording this football can change on a daily basis. But there's no knowledge that I'm aware of of a bid for Jason Oswell or Massey Warburton. This is not a Oh, he's going somewhere, so this is a replacement. This is let's bolster the attack now because we've got some playoffs to play for. Yeah, the opportunity uh, to to get him for the rest of the season for Morecambe came up, and as you say, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, nice. and especially especially with you know put him into that mix and all kinds of things get created. So yeah, and that and that's the, the the key thing to note really that this opportunity has come up for us to sign a great player for the for the rest of the season, yeah. and we will you know why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the up and down, and it's one that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing now because you mentioned at the top there the the, the the players we've already got. We've already got a very exciting strike force. Jason Oswell, all right, a little bit of a dry spell by his uh, high standards, but he's still one of the top scorers, if not the top scorer in the division. Matty Warburton coming back from injury on fire. Adam Thomas has looked fantastic since coming back, and Darren Stevenson's just you know he's just coming into the best form we've seen him in. So. It, it just makes a really, really strong... We, we all know, you know, you don't play the same striking options week in, week out, all game, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. So just to have another option there, should an injury occur to Jason or to one of the other lads, there's a, a, ready, a ready-made replacement already there. Yeah, and the, you know, it's just a great player, ready-made re- replacement. The fact that it's Reese Turner and he's a local lad and we all know everything about him, they're just extra layers of, yeah. of you know... Oh, it's... It's a feel-good signing. Not, not that we needed one, but now we've got one. It's, it's just generated good vibes around the, uh, an already uh, terrific atmosphere at the club. And the bad side of it, you, you, you had a few concerns about the way the news came out. This, this is, it's, it's so frustrating to see. Um, first and foremost, Martin, you and I are fans. This, this is a fan-based. Uh, organisation this is a fan base whatever you want to call it Um, so I get it I get excited I get frustrated when things aren't going well all the rest of it Um, but the news was leaked out the day before the signing came on on message boards and on Twitter and on Facebook and you see it popping up in a couple of different places now I love message boards I love Facebook I love Twitter social media we use social media just as much as the next guy um, and we're in a we're in a line of work where it's our job to go out and try and get news stories and find scoops here and there. And people know that that I, for example, take take my own example. I work at the Sportsman. To go and get a scoop for them, then I've, I'm going to get it out as quickly as I can. I'm going to try and turn it around as soon as possible. However, for Stockport County, I'm trying to use a sensible side of things and see right. Okay, 
County prepare uh, a very good press release. They've got a more than capable team uh, at the club to do that. They, they do everything really well. The, the news is, is right, it's, it's coming out, it's, we've got this fantastic signing. And somebody goes and puts it online for fans to see, giving Salford, who we've got this weekend, who we know are a full-time team, it gives them an extra day to prepare in training. It takes away a bit of the kudos for Stockport County releasing it because all of a sudden fans already know the big news that the, that's coming out in the next morning. And it's just, it really took the shine off the apple for me. Um, now, I'm not pointing things. I don't know the people are who who posted it up, and it's gone on three or four different places. So I'm not saying it's definitely that message board or it's definitely that Twitter account. But for it just to be in the realms, when, as we said at the top, there we weren't expecting any good news factor. Things were good as they were, but that that would have caught everybody off guard and given everyone a real lift in the step. Waking up uh, on Wednesday morning, I think it was, to to see the news. Oh, Reese Turner's signed. That. And it was just taken away the night before, and I, I just don't agree with that. I, I don't like it. And also, at this level, there's always a danger that, you know, Morecambe have said, you know, we want the lads to have some games, this is clearly what it's about, that somebody else could come in with just, just a little bit more bit more money, there's, and that's, that's, the, that's a real danger. There's always that risk. County fans have spoken about that for season upon season. Every summer, um, this conversation comes about. Someone will put on Facebook, uh, oh, I've seen we're linked with... Mr Smith from wherever and, and everyone will jump on him and say well don't say it because someone else will take him and believe us these stories these things do happen like you know it's, it's these these things can happen where clubs can find out someone was available they didn't know was available and it's just it just for it to come out it was 12 hours earlier you know I get it if the fans get excited and they want to bring the news forward but people try and make out they have a source that's telling them that story and you've got to think if you if you're going to put it on social media, would that source give you their blessing to do that? If that source said, "Listen, we're going to sign Reese Turner tomorrow," if you asked them, "Can I go and put that online?" What do you think they'd say? Probably not. Um, so it, it was just a little bit disappointing, but we move on. We've got the player, so let's move on. It, it is, but it is what it is. Let's not let's not let that take the shine off yeah. the apple because it, it really is. A fantastic signing. Yeah. It's one that I'm. I'm not just sitting here banging a drum because someone's told me to say go out and say this guy's a good signing. Everybody knows what Reese Turner can offer. Everybody knows he's a good signing. So let's let's celebrate the fact that we've got a good signing. Every club will say they have the best fans in in the world in the league in whatever, uh, and they, they you know they really will believe that about their own club, but. When Stockport County say that, I really think that they can vouch for that. They can back it up. Stockport County fans have been through it all, yet they're there volunteering week in, week out, cleaning the ground, painting the stands, etc. Such a magnificent fan base. You know, we interact with them on a on a weekly basis, sometimes even more often than that. Uh, and I'm so proud of them. But then you see just something like this where someone's got to get the scoop and it doesn't let them down it's just it's just really frustrating yeah let's not dwell on it especially as got the uh, the top team in the division uh, on saturday yep. it's going to it's going to be a tough game but we've you know we've got a little bit of uh, extra sparkle to bring to that game how do you see saturday's game i expect goals uh, i really do expect goals this week because salford are a team who themselves are planning a few signings um it wouldn't surprise me if they have a name come out before uh, the weekend. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not too in touch with Salford, so I don't know if that's a fact or not. But I know, I know that they're looking at players. I know that um, they're looking to strengthen going into the second half of the season. And the strikers that are already there will know. They need to just. They've they've stumbled a little bit as of late. A draw against FC United. They they should be running away with this league. Uh, so they'll be on the toes. County will be on the toes, knowing that Matty Matty's coming back into the team. He wants to get goals. Jason he's dried up a little bit. He'll want to get goals. Should Reese Turner play? He'll want to get goals. Everybody will want to get the name on the score sheet. So I predict goals for this week. That's what it certainly, surely promises. Um, but at the same time, it's a cagey one. Because County cannot afford many more slip-ups, and neither can Salford. So, as much as I go on and bang say it must be about goals, the the option is still there for both teams just to shut up shop. I don't see that. I don't think either manager or set of managers has that philosophy ingrained in them. Um, but I think it's it's a good time to play Salford. But at the same time, is it ever a good time to play the top of the league? I see a danger there. I see County scoring early and then naturally, despite what Jim says, and keeping that, that the natural tendency is then, oh, we're beating the top of the league and we've got to keep it tight now. And that kind of, you know, the fine balance, you know, that these yeah. footballers, <laughs> the tightrope that these footballers have to have to walk, yeah. you know, when that happens, that's going to be, if, if County score first, that will be a difficult tightrope to, to walk true but I'd rather score first than you know let Salford do that yeah. um, it's 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 game management that we I think are improving but we still need to work on um, we've seen it a few times this season we've seen it in the last three games where we've scored first and then not capitalised on that we saw it against Curzon which cost us two points we saw it against Alfreton where we albeit took the, took the win uh, at home on, on Boxing Day but we only had the one goal to show for it. And then we saw it in the first half on New Year's Day away at Alfreton. However, this is what I'm talking about, the improvement of game management. That second half, County County dominated that performance. That was um, a, a very professional, very well, throw, uh, well thought out. And it's easy to, to, to be negative and say, well, Alfreton only had 10 men, and well, it's only Alfreton. At the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. And if County can learn a little bit from that and take a little bit into the next game then that's what improvement is all about so if we can get an early goal and properly manage it all right we'd like to go and grab a second and a third but give Salford some credit they they don't ship goals all that easily so let's manage the game well let's let's learn lessons from previous weeks months years even um, and really kick on because if we take points from teams like Salford and teams like Bradford who are above us in the league and we've we've got them to come and then the teams below us well, were in the playoffs. Yeah, and some of those problems from early season where the second half was, was a bit tricky when we were going into it with the lead. Yeah. Um, those problems are starting to be addressed. It's not every time, but like you say, you know, last week and a couple of, a couple of other recent performances have shown that they've now, they're now starting to get their heads together where they had problems doing that before. Well, last year we had... One, or, I can't. The the, the 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 absolute fact escapes me. But we had one of, if not the strongest defence in the league. Uh, and you think, how well? How do you replicate that? Well, what did we have last season? We had consistency. We had Ben Hinchliffe in goal. Then we had Sam Minahan or Mark Ross right back. Michael Clark, Chris Morley, and Scott Duxbury. And that was that was it over and over again. And towards the end of the season, Connor Hampson came in. This season, it's been a little bit more. Fluid, should we say? We've had Michael Clark in there, Stephen O'Halloran in there, 
uh, we had Sam Minihan at first, then Dan Cowan came in, and then Scott Duxbury was left back, and then Conor Hampson came back in, and it was all, uh, even Callum Mantak was playing at the back there, it was all a little bit who's playing where, but now we're beginning to see a more structured defensive line. We're seeing Dan Cowan week in, week out, one of the top performers. Chris Smalley last week, two goals to his name, one which one in particular, which was a an absolute peach, worldy of a finish. Uh, Scott Duxbury solidifying his place in the team, and Stephen O'Halloran has found his he's found his natural place at left sided centre half. Now he's not he's not really a left back for me. He's a, he's a very very good left sided centre half. So we've got that stability coming back now in the defence, and I think that's why we're starting to see it improve. That's what we had last season, and if we can build on that further up the pitch then we shouldn't concede the goals that maybe we did do that cost us points earlier in the season. Absolutely. So you want to watch. I think I can predict who that's going to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. But tell us why. Tell us what, what to, to look out for from, from you know, for the younger fans who maybe didn't see him before. or you know, Tell us what we can expect. The kid's electric. Um, he's, he's, he's a live wire. He likes to get the ball behind the defence. He likes to make those runs. And if you can put a ball behind the defence, be it over the, over the top or around the side, he's going to get in there and he's his finishing rate is fantastic. Now, people are going to look at his goals record, uh, certainly at Morecambe, and say, well, they're not there. How can you say that? But we've seen him do it at Stockport County. He's got it in his locker. It might be that the level's different, I don't know. All I can say is from what I've seen, the kid can finish. Uh, he's an exciting player to watch. For a fan's perspective as well, there's electricity around the ground when he's playing. I'm not going to compare him to Danny Lloyd, but you have that excitement when you saw Danny last season. I expect Reese's first few touches tomorrow, he will he will generate a certain kind of excitement similar to those levels. And um, we've done it the wrong way round, but from from the Alfreton game, the two the two Alfreton games were, were both very interesting. Both tough, but County acquitted themselves really well. A yeah. really good festive period for County. Who who was your player? It's got to be Chris Smalley. Centre half, um, you know, he's he's now he's now looking the the strong, reliable centre half. We always knew he, he could be. Michael Clark, of course, came back into the fold earlier in the season, and all of a sudden it looked like County's leader was back. Now Michael Clark's out of the team. Uh, you know, he he's fighting for his place back as every player has to fight for the place. And it's Chris Morley who's looking very assured, very comfortable on the ball, and capable uh, of different kinds of goals because those two goals last week they were both from corners or from set pieces but they weren't the the stereotypical bullet header from the centre half Uh, they were both with his feet one was an exquisite scissor kick and the other one was a scrappy but assured goal mouth poke so for me Chris Muller last week take a bow Uh, so 2018 tell me what your heart says and what your head says about what is going to happen in 2018 so we've got the end of this season and then the start of next season your heart says promotion. <laughs> yeah. Your heart says at least playoffs. Playoffs. I mean, my heart says playoffs, and you know, probably that's that's good enough. Yeah. And then you know, in a strong position next season. So that's what my heart says. What do you think? Play. I, th- I think the playoffs is is achievable. Um, I think it's realistic to think we can get into those places. We've not been good enough so far this season. The league table doesn't lie, and that's why we're not in them now. Um, but we're going into the second half of the season where we know Jim Gannon is a master of figuring out teams. It's very rare that teams do the double over him. So he's played everybody now. Um, we can see just from the Alfreton example, 
the second game was much m- much more equipped and that was an away tie the second leg uh, the second game sorry and so we've gone into that second second half of the season much stronger than we you, you would have thought going into the first the players know each other a lot more Oswell Warburton know each other Stevenson's coming on we've got Reese Turner in now Harry Winter's looking much better in the centre of the park Jimmy Ball Gary Stockford have improved and the defence which we spoke about earlier so the playoffs the playoffs is definitely achievable so head and heart say we we should be in the playoffs come the end of the season and then that's a gamble ask me ask me in May what happens the second half of the year <laughs> I think um, yeah squad wise you compare it to this time last year, probably in a better better position. Yeah. In terms of a stronger squad, people coming back, you know, good additions. We we know a lot about about all the players. Um, they've you know he's managed to rotate as well. So I think squad wise looking better. And if you, if you look at last season, it was a disappointment, but it was fine margins. Oh, it was one goal. You know, one, one goal. goal on the one final goal. Day. You know so. Just a couple more things to go right, and then you get in the playoffs, and uh, and who knows? But I think yeah, playoffs, and even if you're losing the playoffs, I think that's a that's a really good season and something to to build on. Yeah, well, let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. Happy New Year! Are you gonna get rid of that beard? No, no, he's I'm keeping not, it. That's I'm not gonna, beard. not gonna it. shave it until we get promoted. <laughs> Don't record that. <laughs> Too late.